Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on over there? I'm very good indeed, Christopher. I am pleased to announce that I survived the nights after eating what can only be described as an entire panettone that is about three months old. Now, the thing about panettone is it is bread, it is cake. I'm not really sure. I I jumped into the words, it is there, didn't mean it. It feels like cake, tastes like bread, and uh, I I think the booze preserves it somehow. But panettone seems to just last for, like you know, the, the half-life of uranium. It, it lasts for ages. <laughs> and uh, I had it last night, and I thought, this is going to be fine. And then, 2 a.m., the tummy did rumble, and I thought, oh, dear, I'm in for an absolute evening of it. Uh, to be fair, I did top it off with um, what can only be described as a little picky sort of supper. I was doing a late football ramble uh, react show after the uh, Brentford-Manchester City mm. uh, match last night, um, and uh, those uh, eagle-eyed among you will, will figure out when we've recorded the show <laughs> about about six hours uh, after that. Um, and uh, I thought, you know what, I need a bit of food, and the only food in the house was um, a load of very good brie, some very bad piccalilli, uh, some very old melon, and uh, just a big can of ginger beer. And I'll tell you what, it went down very well, but it didn't help the problems I was having the, with the panettone. So I hit to, uh, it, it's not like anything spectacular has happened. I was just having a very grumbly tummy, and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to have very much sleep here. So Chris, if I'm talking absolute nonsense, which I believe I am right now, um, that's why a panettone tried to kill me. The people of Italy tried to kill me, Chris. <laughs> you tried to kill us. This is terrible stuff. I can't is. really talk, though. I went out last night to some sort of restaurant, ate loads of chicken, mm. and then last night I broke out in a rash, which is why my face and neck... I don't know if it, you can like really see it on camera. It looks like I've been in a, a tussle, a tussle with a bear, which is the... I should have gone with that story you instead. Look, you look like, like when you're... Yeah, it's um, weird. Everything's like all round here. You, you, you look know, like I when you're in a fight when you're in um, when you're in the video game Mass Effect and you do something awful, um, your face starts to change. <laughs> it starts to sort of like get get more evil looking. You just look like you you've, you've gone renegade and you, and you become more evil. Bond villain. Yeah, exactly. So Bond villain. When when I went to Japan once, I think the day before I met you uh, on one of your journey across Japan's, mm. I um, I don't know what had happened. I had 
drank heavily i think in the it, it, the night before so that that, that may have helped uh, the whole situation okay. uh, but also i um i slept on like a like a tatami mat and i'd never really experienced a tatami mat before and that gave me like really puffed up face and like i couldn't see out of one eye and i didn't really know what was going on i act, i rolled That's into so an weird. eye eye hospital by accident not even by accident i walked in and i, I googled eye hospital went there and they mm. and a nurse just saw me completely free of charge and then just i just left <laughs> just a confused man <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nigata i think it was uh they go, my, eye, it my was. face my face <laughs> i don't know I've never heard of this happening. Mm. Like, I've never heard of anyone who had like an allergic reaction to to tami, So mm. it is it's probably just the alcohol. To be oh honest. yeah, it's very much not- traveling for thirteen hours <laughs> and then getting on it and then uh, and, and then having to having to uh, recover afterwards. Yeah, it was uh, yeah it was it was a bit of a strange one, but I think it might have just been that. But a lot of peritone later, I was fine. So Chris, I recommend Naturally. just getting getting loaded up on peritone and sleeping for about three days. Very good. Well, I've. Tried to uh, tried to have a, a few days off this last week, mm. and it's had mixed success. Right <laughs> to take some time off, you've got to like. Have you met Mick success? Something. He's a lovely lad. <laughs> mixed success. <It's, laughs> it sounds like a shit self help series he from does, the nineties yeah. on VHS. Doing a TED talk at an mixed airport. Success. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I've started playing for the first time a video game in five years. Oh my God. Uh, I think the last video game I played was Uncharted 4. I'm playing, finally, Ghost of Tsushima. That's oh. bloody brilliant. It's amazing. Have you played it? It's um, so good. Yes, I have very, very briefly. I, I find those games, uh, or that game in particular, quite difficult because I just spend all of my time just cooing at how beautiful it is. They they did something Ooh. really special. It wasn't just about throwing more polygons, throwing more shaders at, at, at the wall. Uh, or ray tracing. It was just they just thought about things, and the art design and the art direction in that game is just something else. It makes such a difference. Well, it's so good. It made me want to go to Japan. And, <laughs> you know, I've already been there. Yeah, but like I, I think they the way they did it is like all the plants, all the trees, all the grass. It's all blowing in the breeze. Mm. And very cleverly, whenever you're heading towards your goal, it, the wind sort of pushes all the plants and all the trees in the same direction. Right. So it kind of it's it's practical, mm. it's genius, but it just makes the whole world look beautiful. And um, the sword play mechanics are amazing. It's very like cathartic and fun, chopping mm. people up. Uh, it's just so good, and the story's kind of cool about mm. the Mongolians turning up and their ill ill fated invasion of Japan. Uh, kind of the stage where they got to the island of Tsushima. I do want to go to Tsushima now and just run around in samurai armor and with a stick, just waving it around. <laughs> and uh, see what happens. I imagine, like the Mongolians, I'd be thrown out very quickly mm. out of like Japanese territory. Natsuki when he had his pirate uh, pirate kit and sword. When he took <laughs> it I would say that, like, do you reckon that um, uh, some enterprising individuals probably just got a bit of old, like, old suit of armor from their granddad's house, um, go down to the docks? Uh, where you sort of um, land in Tsushima and just sort of wear... Do you, want to, do you want to wear this? 50 quid. I'll take a picture of you for 50 quid in this, in this <laughs> stuff. Because you see it in tourist traps, don't you? All around Japan. Yeah. You, you can put on some uh, Japanese armour uh, and wave a stick around if you want. I've never... I, don't, I think I've only done never that done once. It. And it just felt a bit wrong. It did feel wrong. The armour is so heavy and ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know anybody who's been to Tsushima. And I did toy with going there at the time the game came out. It was around COVID mm. time, though. And people were warned not to go to islands because they didn't want, 
you know, infected folks from Tokyo and the mainland the infected going folks. to islands and contaminating them. Mm. Infected. Right. Um, I see. So, yeah, I should go down there. Oh, yeah. Have a poke around. Have a poke around. We've got a story this week from Larry from Brooklyn, who says, Hello, Cod, Chris, and Piranha Pete. First off, loving the YouTube version of the podcast. I just had a newborn, and uh, it's been a great way to pass the time while feeding the baby during the witching hours of the night. Congratulations, Larry. Well done. Uh, my cautionary tale with a question for you. Back in, 2010, back in 2010, sorry, I took up a friend's open-ended invite to stay in the two-bedroom apartment that his company furnished him with staying for two months in Nara. With wow. such a long visit, I settled into familiar routines, like going to a large supermarket every week. It being the winter, my skin getting dry, uh, I wanted to pick up some lotion while getting groceries. Not being able to read the labels, I grabbed the first thing that looked like it'd do the job. Within a month or so, I was horrifyingly pale, nearly translucent. What the hell? <laughs> I chalked it up to winter until my friend, with a good laugh, noticed I'd accidentally bought... Skin whitening lotion. Oh, Jesus. Dear. Oh my god. I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not the only one who's made this blunder. What's been your worst mishap <laughs> that's come from a lack of understanding the language? Larry from Brooklyn, who's considerably whiter now. As cock ups go. That's pretty spectacular. <laughs> I didn't know white skin whitening cream even really existed. But I guess it makes sense given like people like to have pale skin, right? Mm. Especially kind of like traditional, the old gay she used to do it. People still like to have pale skin and not get a suntan. Yeah. <laughs> what a cock-up. The, the, <laughs> the, the um, uh, sort of new romantics of the 80s. <laughs> they liked a bit of it, Boy George, etc. I would say <laughs> that, like, obviously uh, skin whitening is uh, very popular in countries where, um, I, I guess, like, sort of caste systems are weirdly important and Japan isn't um, kind of, um, doesn't eschew that. Uh, necessarily um, and I think in Japan don't they sort of say that the, 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 the lighter the skin the less likely you are to be working outside aka the less likely you yes. are to be um, a member of the of the lower classes so obviously um, the lighter you go the better over here very different uh, we are starved of sunshine and we want to be as dark as possible <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I, it is weird that is a very good point yeah that uh the, the working class folks in the farms used to get like tanned to bits mm. and uh, we revere it in the UK. You could do some, some with your big red face. You could do some skin whitening. Yeah. <laughs> big red face, man. Certainly around here, my <laughs> dodgy Bond villain-esque face. Yeah. I mean, worst mishap, probably just screwing up the kanji with the toilets going in or like a hot spring when I didn't know what the kanji for men and women were. Mm. And it... And also, it's it's done by colour, and I always forget what blue is. Blue is like women, red is men. I think right on the on the curtains. Needlessly confusing. Wing it every we've, time. We've got a system. The rest of the world's got a system, guys. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but Fuji. Fuji. We climbed it last year for the first time in I think like nine years, mm. or something ridiculous, maybe ten, and it was incredible. This year, it might be a little bit more tricky for those of you wanting to climb it. And I know that quite a lot of you guys do want to climb it, given that uh, you're inspired by Natsuki. If Natsuki could do it, anyone could do it, mm. in theory. Uh, so, but Fuji is a victim of its own success, as is popularly known. And this year, they're actually putting uh, a toll and some restrictions on the number of people that can climb it 
each and every day. Isn't that right, Pete? What's going on without Fuji? Yeah. As will you, you climb it? As you said, Chris, I mean, they are charging a toll uh, and setting a daily cap on the number of people who are allowed to ascend the uh, famous Mount Fuji, if rumours to be believed. Uh, the local authority in charge of managing the mountain. <laughs> Imagine a local authority. What do you, what do you manage? <laughs> yeah, a couple of public toilets in uh, Shinjuku Park. Shinjuku, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I manage Mount <laughs> Fuji, the most popular and famous <laughs> landmark in Japan that ever lived. Um, yeah, the local authority in charge of the, of the big mountain uh, have decided to um, address the growing issues on the famous peak. The Yamanashi Prefectural Government has imposed a daily cap of 4,000 climbers on the popular Yoshida Trail and introduced a toll due to the strain on existing facilities. Chris, is a toll going to stop you climbing Mount Fuji? Bearing in mind for many people, it's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. I don't think it will, because it's mm. not going to be... I think the toll they proposed isn't even that much. It no. might be something like 2,000 yen, right. $20 or something. Yeah. Uh, like, no, it wouldn't work. No. But, but it's a cool idea. I think they should do it in general, right? Because it's a great way to kind of fund Mount Fuji. And I think mm. Japan needs to kind of find better ways to monetize its tourism. Like there's a there's talk of there being like a toll on tourists coming to Japan in general. Not mm. a big one. We're talking like a dollar or something. Right. But when you've got 35 million tourists coming, that's a nice bit of revenue. You can 35 million pounds. To improve services. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. 35 million dollars. And I think, I think uh, you know, it's a good idea to try and cash in on people climbing Fuji because mm. it won't but it won't put them off but I think a daily cap might be effective like if you can't actually climb it but I don't know how that's going to work because there's somebody going to be someone with a clicker counting the people climbing it <laughs> at every gate because it's like three or four different trails to the yeah. summit so how's that going to work? Well I don't have know you just, have, you just have somebody you have a little little boy or a little Sherpa running up behind people and <laughs> as they're distracted because they're out of breath because they're climbing a big mountain the, you pop your hand in the back of their bags and you steal their money. That's how it works. <laughs> but like they, they're going to be, yeah, they're, they're going to be um, charging an entrance fee to upkeep the uh, hiking trails, uh, and also they're going to be building some shelters as well in the event of an eruption, which I didn't know they didn't have. To be quite frank, um, I don't know what kind of yeah, shelter you can build for any kind of eruption. For granted, uh, but they are uh, prohibiting climbers from beginning the journey between four p.m. and two a.m. so that it's not like a twenty-four hour thing, which is uh, which is quite interesting. Interesting. Um, it, mm. it, it's important because it's obviously, as I said, a massive landmark for for Japan. Uh, but you just, you, I, I'm kind of with you on that one, Chris. I don't think it's going to massively change things because when you, the last couple of times you've been up, or the only two times you've been up, you you've said that it is just an app. It's not a pleasant thing to do because you're kind of limited by the amount of speed you can sort of um, pick up because mm. people are just in some kind of weird sort of sort of queue. It's like a big queuing system. Yeah, no, I mean, we took the the secret trail. I can't remember, oh. it might have been the Fuji Yoshida Trail, Fuji no Mir, mm. one or the other. But like, uh, we, it was le- le- less people, but incredibly rocky mm. and dangerous route um, mm. and not as pleasant to undertake in some respects as the main one. But um, I think the main issue is just tourism leads to litter on Mount Fuji. Mm. And they're quite wary about there just being a trail of shit going up to the summit, basically. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, it's a cool idea limiting people climbing from 4pm. They don't want that anyway because most people do start climbing midday. Mm. They go up and then they stay at one of the huts. And I think they like it when folks stay at the huts because uh, it makes the huts economically viable and they know there's not going to be a disaster. Like mm. the time I went up the first time, 
and slept on a rock, and it was quite dangerous in some respects. I don't think a, a shelter's going to save you from an eruption of Mount Fuji, though. I think that's wishful thinking. Mm. If Mount Fuji erupts, run. Run down the run. mountain very fast. Run like you've never run. Run before. like you Yeah, fuck, it'd be terrifying. <laughs> I had a nightmare about Mount Fuji erupting recently. All right. And it was, it was awful. It was really quite vivid and scary. I don't, I don't like, like it when you have kind of predictive dreams. I don't like it when you have these dreams, Chris, because <laughs> I'm scared it's all going to go come come uh, come to pass. Yeah, it was really. I was. I dreamt that Charlotte and I were on a trip to uh, uh, like Atami, mm. this little town near Mount Fuji, mm. and then there was an eruption and like this like pyroclastic flow came down. It was like lava and explosion. It was fucking horrible. Ugh. And then I remember I looked out over the bay, Tokyo Bay, mm. and then these plumes of like. Uh, water exploded up into the sky as the continental shelf like gave way and it was very it was like a Roland Emmerich movie but maybe better at least there was an actual plot (laughs) bloody Roland Emmerich and his dodgy films I mean I would say um, (laughs) unlike me finishing the night with a a dodgy pantone uh, maybe just cut down on the cheese (laughs) (laughs) I did eat a lasagna that might. Oh, might well, that, you know, uh, you got to kiss the Mondays. You are, after all, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I will say I, I really, I did enjoy climbing Mount Fuji last year. Mm. Everybody on the team enjoyed it. And uh, I would, if you, you know, even if you have a, a passing fascination in it, do it once. Do it. Come to Japan. It'll be like the defining moment of your trip to Japan, probably. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you get up there at sunrise, uh, and you look down over the edge, it makes it all worth it, especially if you go with a, a good friend mm. who's 50 and a massive smoker who you don't expect to get there. <laughs> I still can't believe Natsuki <laughs> did it, honestly. What, yeah. One of the highlights of last year, though, check that out, check that out. <laughs> and do you think you'll ever climb it, Pete? Yeah, I, we'll I want to, but it, but as as always with stuff like that, it's one of those... Um, it's one of those undertakings that you're in Japan for a limited amount of time because it's a holiday, and then you're like, oh, I don't really want to waste two days doing this. <laughs> I could just, I could just go and eat some coolish in at Seven Eleven. <laughs> you can eat coolish up Mount Fuji. You can have your cake and eat too it. Cold. Too cold. Too cold up there. Yeah, don't talk about cake. <laughs> I've told you, don't talk about cake with me, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. I, it'd be interesting to see. They in February, right? We find out later on this month. Mm what the fee is going to be. I think the only way it would stop people if it's like over $100, mm. then maybe it might have an effect. But I doubt it will be that high. Mm. I don't think they'll want to put up a barrier like that. But we'll find out. Yeah. But we'll find out and uh, let you guys know. We'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Got a message from, who's we got here? Alex and Ricky from Texas. Fantastic. Hey, Chris and Pete. My fiancé and I are both interested in visiting Japan for our honeymoon later this year. And we're both short guys with really long hair. (laughs) Just a wonderful (laughs) sentence. In our home country, we often get mistaken for women when our backs are turned, which makes us some really interesting social encounters. My question is, do you often see men with long hair in Japan? Is this from the Kings of Leon? I feel like this might be from the Kings of Leon. Uh, Do you think this will be an issue for us? Cheers from your day ones, Alex and Ricky uh, from Texas. Uh, Chris, do you see uh, men with lovely Pantene Pro-V long hair in Japan? No, you yeah. don't actually at all. Like it's very rare, and if they do, they have like a cool ponytail, like a samurai. So maybe if you come over here and do that, that'll go down well. But like, no, I'd, it won't. You you will be a rarity, but you won't be looked at. You won't be discriminated against. It might be a topic of conversation mm. at best, but no. I wonder what kind of issues Alex and Ricky predict this will lead to. Like, you are not welcome in my bar. Your hair is too long. Your hair is too long. It's getting long. in the customers' eyes. It's getting, getting their drinks. <laughs> it's getting out. caught in the tube. Well, <laughs> it's getting caught in the metro as you go around the Yamanote line. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry. I think all. humidity Just... is going to be your biggest issue, to be quite frank. Don't go during the <laughs> summer months. You, 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 your hair will start to sort of find a life of its own. Be like... A couple of Medusas rocking around the place. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you would send it to us because I don't get the emails at source, but I would very much uh, enjoy uh, a picture of your beautiful long hair. Send, send us it on Twitter, please. 
I want to inspect your, long, of your, hair. your lovely long hair. <laughs> it's very aspirational, Alex and Ricky. <laughs> I think all listeners of the podcast should just bombard Pete Donaldson's Twitter mm. with photos of your hair. Yes, please. Just do that. He'll love the it. The longer, love the it. better, please. Can we beat... <laughs> it's like, have you seen that um, Tim Robinson Think You Should Leave sketch where the man gets caught under a car because he's got a big, long ponytail and he, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he starts screaming when somebody threatens to, to, to cut it off? <laughs> it was like a thing there wasn't it like the samurai if you cut your hair off it used to be mm. like like really shameful to have right. your hair cut off they made a big scene of it i learned that from the last samurai which is where i learned all my knowledge of yeah. samurai don't cut my hair a single was... white man <laughs> a single white man saves all of japan right single-handedly from itself good old tom cruise good old what a cracker. Tom we got one here from inga who says dear chris and pete i'm soon applying for a PhD position in my country, if my application is accepted and I get an opportunity to do a writing retreat during my PhD, I think it'd be exciting to do oh. it somewhere in Japan. If you could stay anywhere in Japan for a month or so, just to write and sightsee, where would you go? Best regards, Ingar. Oh, I would be tempted to go towards uh, Osaka and Kyoto, maybe, mm. because I... You know, you've got like cool, like so many cool things in one small space. Kobe, Kyoto, Osaka, Nara, all within an hour radius, right? Mm. And then you can get to Tokyo and have a look around here as well. Um, has my camera gone out of focus? What the fuck? What's happened? It's like a curse. Your stream is just, cursed. Your camera's just what? suddenly just look decided. at me. It's because like <laughs> my face is so scuffed from the rash or whatever. It can't detect like, we your can't face. Detect <laughs> that, that did it stupid technology um, uh, yeah no I'd go Osaka Kyoto that kind of neck of the woods mm. uh, that threw me off though Ingar my face Sorry, is, Ingar. is unworthy face is suddenly, Chris is just camera. used to staring at himself lovingly in his laptop screen and uh, this is, this has upset him terribly I'm, I'm so sorry about that Disaster. but yeah fantastic where would you go where would you go for a month I don't know man I, 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 PhD? The, the problem is if I had work to do you can't go to a city, not with my constitution, not with my obsession <laughs> with drinking in Bar Rock Island. Yeah, it, 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 it's difficult, isn't it? Because you, you, you kind of want a bit of peace and quiet, but you also kind of think, well, maybe I want to soak up the, 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 the inspiration from the city. Um, so, yeah, I'd, mm. probably, I'd probably choose uh, the Laval Hotel District of Shibuya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You definitely would. Never get any work done. Is... Get to about the end of the month and go, I've not done them. Okay, thing. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> on a scale of one to shit location to yeah. write a PhD, this should be a love hotel district. Give yourself time pile. to get over the old um, the old jet lag, though. I think that, that that's the major thing. That'll be the major issue. Absolutely. Mm. Got one last uh, question from Habib, who says, "Hi guys, I recently got back from my first trip to Japan. I absolutely loved it, but there are precisely two annoying things about the country I don't think I've ever heard you guys discuss. Maybe you can." Shed some light on the following. Number one, why is the toilet paper so awful? Like, <laughs> I love Japanese toilets, but uh, the paper is rubbish. Also, as a Londoner, I was sometimes annoyed with how slowly people walked at busy train stations. People don't seem to uh, be especially fussed with just stopping in the middle of the walkway and blocking it. I found it insanely illogical, weirdly selfish. Uh, have you observed the same negatives, or do you have any gripes to add? Love the... Everything else about Japan, Habib. Uh, I don't think the to the toilet paper has never been an issue. I've never heard that one before. 
you must have gone to a very odd hotel. I mm. don't know. <laughs> Maybe the public toilets aren't as good. They're quite thin and cheap. But yeah, I've never heard that before. And uh, people do walk quite slowly. I do find that, though. They do walk quite slowly, often on their phones, not looking where they're going. And that is a little bit annoying. But that's not mm. really a Japan problem. That's a local, that's a fucking 21st century problem, right? What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, I, I would say that I've not really experienced terrible situations with the toilet paper, to be honest. <laughs> I think that um, unless you've kind of been peeling off bits of the wall, because like a lot of the walls are made of paper, so maybe you've been mm. confused and wiping your bum with the wall. <laughs> Don't do that. Never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the bidet yeah. like everyone else. There are toilets everywhere, are they... which is great. Like everywhere you go has a toilet. It's amazing. It's it's for toilet fans. It is, it is the promised lands. But um, yeah, I mean, people have to look after their bottom line, their line of bottoms, so to speak. And uh, they yeah, you can't be spending spending money on the good stuff on the old Andrex, can you? And the best thing about toilets in Japan is there's so much variety. You've got the Ooh. most futuristic toilets ever, and then you've got a fucking hole in the ground. And luckily, they phase most of them out. But if you're yeah. feeling daring on your trip and you want to have an awful experience, do try the old Japanese traditional mm. style toilets. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do that. I still don't know how to use the damn thing after this amount of time. <laughs> I, I've done a good job avoiding them. <laughs> don't think I've had to use one in like eight years. So, <laughs> yay. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into a broad Japan podcast at gmail.com or leave a comment down below here on YouTube if you're watching. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.